Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and today I want to reintroduce you to a car, a sports sedan actually, with a jewel-like high-revving engine, a slick-shifting six-speed transmission, agile planted handling, and a comfortable, stylish interior that provides just enough refinement to feel special. And it's a car that I highly recommend if you're looking for a fun, engaging driver to haul up to four people on your daily adventures. And I'll tell you what it is and why you might want one in just a moment. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. So the car in question and the focus of today's Better Than New episode is the first-generation Acura TSX sports sedan sold in the U.S. from 2004 through 2008. Now, if you're listening from somewhere outside the U.S., the Acura TSX sold here was also sold in Europe and Japan, but you know it better as the Honda Accord. That's right, the TSX is the European Accord. So when people complain that we don't get cool European versions of certain cars, well, in this case, at least, they're wrong. So what makes the Acura TSX special? Why would you want one? Well, three reasons. You might want an Acura TSX if you like cars that are fun to drive. There are a lot of cars that fall into the nice category, but the TSX, with its excellent suspension, powerful high-revving engine, and its slick-shifting manual transmission, combines those three elements in a way that transforms every drive into a fun, joyful experience. Now, you might want an Acura TSX if you enjoy shifting a near-perfect manual transmission. That six-speed manual that I mentioned on the TSX, it's one of the greats, and it takes your engagement with the car to the next level. Now, of course, you can get a TSX with an automatic, but why? The manual makes this car special. And third, you might want an Acura TSX if you enjoy the excitement of Honda's high-revving VTEC engines. There will come a time when these high RPM internal combustion VTEC enhanced engines are all gone. But today is not that day. And you owe it to yourself to have at least one of the great VTEC enhanced Honda cars before the EVs take over the world. So, the first generation Acura TSX is an agile handling front wheel drive sports sedan that offers up equal levels of quality construction refined road manners, and a comfortable interior with just enough luxury features to feel special. And it's backed by a jewel-like 2.4-liter four-cylinder Honda engine that pumps out 200 horsepower and 166 pound-feet of torque with the help of VTEC, which is Honda's acronym for Variable Valve Timing and Lift Electronic Control. Okay, that doesn't really explain much. So what exactly is VTEC? Well, according to Wikipedia, it is a, quote, system developed by Honda to improve the volumetric efficiency of four-stroke internal combustion engines, resulting in higher performance at high RPM and lower fuel consumption at low RPM. The VTEC system uses two or occasionally three camshaft profiles and hydraulically selects between profiles, unquote. Did you get all that? Well, okay, look, a lot of manufacturers offer VVT or variable valve timing on their cars. Porsche, BMW, Toyota, etc. They all offer variable valve timing. So what makes VTEC different? 
While many of those systems vary only the timing of when the valves open, but VTEC goes a step further and varies the lift or how far the valves open. It could even alter the duration or how long the valves are open. Think of it this way. The old school method of making power was to choose a camshaft that optimized valve timing, duration, and lift, either at low RPM or high RPM, depending on what you wanted to use the vehicle for. You'd want to optimize low RPM for things like towing in a pickup. And you'd want to optimize high RPM for things like racing, if you had a race car, right? But with VTEC, it's like having two camshafts in one. Both a low RPM and a high RPM optimized camshaft at the same time. VTEC literally switches from the low RPM cam profiles to the high RPM cam profiles in an instant as you move up to the top of the rev range. Think of it like you got a mechanic under the hood of your car, and literally in an instant they can change from one camshaft to the other. Now in the TSX, this switchover happens somewhere between 5,500 to 6,000 RPM, and it's something you can truly feel, especially with the manual transmission in the lower gears, like first, second, even third. It's less perceptible in the upper gears, but it's still happening. So that's what VTEC is. But what VTEC does is it provides a rush to redline at high RPM that's so intoxicating, especially when matched with its near-perfect six-speed manual transmission that you just can't wait to go for your next drive. It's the sort of car that turns an everyday, ordinary drive into an extraordinary experience each time you get behind the wheel. Not because it has the most horsepower and torque, or because it's the best handling car ever to grace a winding road. It's not really a numbers car. No, it's extraordinary because, in a knowing set of hands... It takes all the essential driving features like four-wheel independent suspension, four-wheel disc brakes, accurate steering, that willing-to-rev-to-redline VTEC engine, and the manual transmission, and combines it all in a way that transcends the common car. It's a vehicle that's greater than the sum of its parts. Now, Honda and its upscale U.S. division Acura have built several small, fun-to-drive and affordable VTEC-enhanced cars like this in the late 90s and early 2000s. The most notable examples include the original Acura Integra Type R. That model was sold between 1997 and 2001, and the later RSX Type S. On the Honda side, there's the Civic SI of 1999 and 2000 with VTEC, and also the 2006 through 2011 Civic SI Coupe and Sedan. I would even include the Civic Del Sol VTEC model, available from 1993 to 1998. Those are all great VTEC engine cars. But the Acura TSX puts it all together in a way that's accessible for drivers who want driving fun, but also want a near-luxury level of creature comforts. Things like leather interior, heated driver and front passenger seats, a navigation system, a 360-watt sound system with a 6-CD changer, a moonroof, and heated outside mirrors that quickly clear on cold or icy mornings. Now, don't get me wrong, the Integra TSX isn't some super comfy luxo barge that smooths out every dimple and bump on the road so you feel like you're floating on a cloud. It's a legit sports sedan. In fact, Car and Driver magazine, which named it to their 10 best list three years in a row, had what I think is the perfect description of what the TSX was and wasn't, and this is from an article by Daniel Pund from April 1st, 2003. The headline is this, 2004 Acura TSX, Acura joins the hunt for BMW and discovers the spirit of the old Nissan Maxima. 
Now, Acura wanted the TSX to be sort of a 3 Series competitor going after the BMW 3 Series like so many people did. But the article stated that instead of the TSX being a serious 3 Series competitor, which they pointed out it wasn't because not only was it front-wheel drive versus rear-wheel drive, but it had a four-cylinder versus BMW six-cylinder engine. Instead, they said it was more reminiscent of the 1989 through 1994 Nissan Maxima. Not in terms of performance, the TSX is better performing, but instead in terms of sort of its essence. Now, back in 1989, Nissan marketed their front-wheel drive Maxima as the four-door sports car, or 4DSC. They even had these little 4DSC stickers on it. They played that up in their advertising. I remember the ad campaign really well. And even now, I kind of wonder why, you know, Nissan walked away from that position and they just kind of killed it off. Well, I think it's because the Maxima got bigger and more bloaty and floaty. So that's probably why. But calling the TSX the 4DSC that Nissan walked away from was really kind of a compliment because the early Maxima, like the TSX, was a fun-to-drive four-door sedan that focused on the driver and the connection to the road. And that's reason enough to consider a TSX. But I think the real reason to look closely at getting a first-gen TSX is that VTEC just might be the next future classic. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, there's a big challenge among car lovers to find the next future classic car. You know, it's that car that's still affordable today because it hasn't flipped over into the neoclassic or classic category, making it ultra desirable and, you know, frankly, more expensive. But that could happen tomorrow or the next day. And I've seen this happen with multiple cars. Take the fourth generation Nissan Z, for example. Not long ago, you could get a 1990 through 96 300ZX in the U.S. for a very reasonable price. The prices hadn't popped yet. Okay. According to Haggerty.com's classic car valuation tool, back in September of 2020, a normally aspirated 1990 300ZX two-door, this is the two-seat version, not the two-plus-two, and this is the car with the 222-horsepower V6 and a manual transmission, you could pick up one of those in number three condition, which is good condition, for $7,500. And an excellent condition example was going for Twelve thousand dollars, twelve thousand one hundred. Now a year later, they had jumped up to thirteen thousand one hundred for a number three or good condition car, and twenty two thousand two hundred for a number two example. That's like a seventy five to eighty percent jump in one year. So the prices on those cars literally popped. And today, a number three is going for thirteen thousand four hundred, and a number two is twenty two thousand six hundred. Now that may seem like a lot. But the 300ZX Turbo, it went up even more. Now, in January of 2018, a number three or good condition 300ZX Turbo with a six-speed manual was $9,400, under ten grand, And a number two or excellent condition example was $15,900. Still, you know, reasonably priced. Two years later, January of 2020, a number three good condition was $16,500. And a number two or excellent condition car was $25,900. And by October of this year, a number three was valued at $30,200. And a number two was $47,700. So from the beginning of 2018 to fall of 22, prices on the 1990 through 96 300ZX Turbo went up at least 300%. I mean, the car popped. 
it just popped. And that means a nice driver quality 300 ZX that you could buy in 2018 for less than 10 grand would cost you more than $30,000 today. The question is, would you still buy it for that price? And the answer for me is no, I wouldn't. And that's the risk that you run postponing the purchase of an interesting VTEC car like the Acura TSX. At some point, these cars will go up in value. And I've already seen that change happening in some of the manual transmission cars. A little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. The question is, when does it happen? I don't have the answer, but I guess it's going to be sometime. So, something to think about. So, the Nissan example I just gave is, of course, a Nissan. What about the VTEC cars from Honda? All right. Well, let's look at the Acura Integra Type R. In January of 2018, a number three, good condition car, was $25,200. And a number two was $33,800. Now, in October of 2022, a number three is $42,700. And a number two is $59,400. Now, Integra Type R's have always been expensive. They've always been desirable. People have always been willing to pay more for one. But this is a big jump in price. And if you want one now, a driver quality car, you're talking, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars minimum to get into one. It's really not a driver anymore. It's really more of a collectible. It's moved beyond the common person out there owning and, and driving one. Same thing with uh, less expensive VTEC cars. Take the 2000 Civic SI. This is the car that has a 1.6 liter B16 engine with VTEC. It made 160 horsepower. It's fun to drive. It's a great car, but it's gone up in price. May 2020, a good condition car was $11,000. Excellent condition was $17,000. And now, October of 2022, a number three or good condition car is $21,000. And a number two or excellent condition car is $33,900. Are you paying $33,900 for a Civic? Eh, I don't know. You know, you would have bought it a while ago, you'd be okay. But if you waited until now, you might regret not buying it sooner. So if I've convinced you to consider an Acura TSX with VTEC, what should you look for? Well, the first three things are easy. Number one, get a manual transmission. Number two, get a manual transmission. And number three, get a manual transmission car. The manual transmission makes this car and takes the most advantage of the VTEC engine. Now, look, if you want a TSX with an automatic, I would skip the first gen and go straight to the second gen TSX because starting in model year 2010, you could get that car with a 280 horsepower, 3.5 liter V6. It came exclusively with a five-speed automatic, and that engine with its greater displacement and lower RPM torque is much better suited to the automatic transmission. So if you can't or won't drive a manual, then I think it's a better choice in a TSX. But again, the best choice for the first-gen TSX is a manual. Now, the fourth thing you should look for in a first-gen Acura TSX is condition. I mean, all the standard stuff applies, right? You want to find a car that's had one or two owners, a car that's been well-maintained and has records to prove it, a car that hasn't been wrecked, a car that doesn't have a rebuilt or branded title. Then moving on to number five, you want to choose features and colors. And really, the only big features that came on the car as an option were navigation. And frankly, you could live without that. Your cell phone's probably better, right? So then maybe it comes down to color. There were a lot of silvers and blacks and grays and whites. So those are the common colors. 
color is really secondary to getting a manual transmission and the actual condition of the car. So that's like the kind of the last thing that I would look for. And finally, I would say avoid upgrades unless you know what they were and you want the ones that were done. So if somebody's put on coilovers and lowered the car or they put on a header or an intake, you know, I think I'd pass. If I was going to make those changes myself, I would do them myself unless I really knew the car and I knew the person who did it and I knew the quality of the parts and the quality of the installation. I would just avoid that stuff. Okay. Now, when it comes to pricing, and this is for manual transmission cars, I'm not talking about the automatics. There's so many automatics, just, you know, pick a price, pick a car, throw a, you know, throw your cash at it and buy one if you want an automatic. I I don't recommend that. I recommend getting the manual, but for private party, on a manual transmission car, you're going to be paying probably eight to twelve thousand dollars for good to excellent condition cars, with somewhere in the eighty thousand to one hundred twenty thousand mile range. Now, at the dealership, you're going to pay more. It's going to be ten to fourteen for that same good to excellent condition car with similar mileage. Now, occasionally there are some very low mile outliers that pop up. And people will ask a lot higher prices for them. This is like, you know, if a TSX showed up 2004, had 50,000 miles, one owner with a manual transmission, excellent condition, you know, it might go for, they might ask for 18, maybe 19,000, maybe 20,000. Personally, I, I don't think I would pay that, but, you know, it's up to you. And frankly, I wouldn't be afraid of a higher mileage TSX from a first or second owner who kept up with maintenance. There are many TSX examples out there with over 200,000 miles on them, and they're still in good working order. I mean, I've seen some that are, you know, 300, 400,000 miles. I don't recommend buying that, but, you know, they can last a long time if they're well cared for. And then finally, you know, make sure you that you get a pre-purchase inspection just to make sure that everything's good before you plop down your cash. Now, let's say you like the TSX, but you don't love it. And you're thinking, you know, what else could I get that has this VTEC experience? Well, for that VTEC driving experience in a four-door body style, the 2007 through 2011 eighth generation Civic SI sedan with the K20 two-liter engine, it's a four-cylinder, made 197 horsepower, has great seats, it's fun to drive, and it really probably comes down to personal preference of which car looks and drives better to you. Or maybe the badge on the car matters to you. Maybe you think, I like Hondas better than Acuras, or I like Acuras better than Hondas. Whatever. Um, you're still going to get a very similar driving experience in that car. So check those out if the TSX doesn't quite do it for you. And outside of the VTEC world, I would say check out the Infiniti G35 sedan. It's a car that I talked about in a previous episode. It's really good value, rear-wheel drive. It's great handling. It's available with a manual transmission. It even comes with all-wheel drive case you need to drive in snow. So that's the G35X model. So check that out if you're not quite sold on the TSX. But if it was me, I'd get a TSX first gen with a manual. I'd get one that's as new as possible. So like an 07 or an 08. They made five more horsepower. So they went up from 200 to 205 horsepower. And it's just a great car. I think you're going to love it. So, if you're looking for a fun-to-drive four-door sports sedan that offers great value, plus the engagement of a slick-shifting manual transmission, combined with one of Honda's outstanding high-performance VTEC four-cylinder engines, the choice 
I think, is simple. The first-generation Acura TSX sedan from 2004 to 2008. It's an affordable VTEC experience for now, but don't wait forever if you think you want one, because someday the prices are going to go up. Oh, and do get the manual. You'll thank me later. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and follow this podcast so we can continue to bring you episodes about fun, interesting used cars, trucks, and SUVs at a price you'll love. And until next time, I'm Gary Crenshaw. This is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.